I got a virtual show at the time this is coming out. It'll be streaming already on Stable. Uh, you can go to my website, get tickets for it. There's some uh, cocktail recipes in the bonus, you know, and coffee recipes awesome. and bonus stuff. Yeah, so that'll be cracking up, cracking. I'll be on tour with Andy uh, probably the week after this comes out. Yeah. Yeah, it's all on the website, man. Prop it pop. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right. Love y'all. All right, dudes. Love you too. Nice to meet you. Hey, you too, homie. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, 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 what's up? What's up? Shoot that gummit. Damn it. I keep doing the youth pastor voice. All right. Let me start over. Joey, suppress that. That evil one. Suppress him. All right. So I'm excited for you all to hear this episode. One of my closest friends in the world, Robbie Madison, just moved to Houston and broke my heart. And a friend of mine that has most recently, in the last four years or so, become a friend. He's from the West Side Propaganda. And there's nothing lamer than an old white guy trying to sound like he's from the hood. I used to actually teach an all-black school. And I got really close to these kids because I taught 6th, 7th, and 8th grade math. So one year after the other, I would see them all in my classroom again. I saw these kids grow up. And sometimes I'd be teaching and right in the middle of the lesson, they'd just start laughing. Be like, what's so funny? And they're just like, Mr. S, you sounded so white just now. And then they would mock me. So you have to do the parentheses first and or else you'll mess the whole problem up. I'm like, I didn't talk like that. Yes, you did, Mr. S. But that's okay. I got them back. Sometimes out of the blue every now and then I call myself a dumb cracker <laughs> or a stupid honky. And they lost their damn minds. They're like, no, 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 Mr. S, you can't do that. No, you can't say that. Yeah, that makes us uncomfortable. <laughs> Now they're all like in their 30s, man. Oh, gosh. They're all in their 30s. I'm so old. And, you know, as I think about getting older, one thing that's happened to me over the years in my head, there's less judgment towards people, less anger at people, less categorizing of people. Because there's always a particular DNA in each person, there's always a backstory. There's always things that happen to someone who makes them the way they are. I mean, one of my mentors, Pastor Chip, Chip Judd, <laughs> Chip Judd, one of my mentors, Pastor Chip Judd says, everyone's doing the best they can with what they've been given. And I hate when he says this because then in my heart, knowing that's true, I have to let them off the hook. Now, I mean, everyone is responsible for their own actions, and they probably won't get off the hook. But in my heart, I know I'm no better. I could have been them, and then I got to let them go. So it makes me wonder about evil, like something we talk about in this episode, actually. And I wonder, is there such thing as evil people? Like, I certainly believe in, e- I believe in evil. And I guess if someone delivers mail, that person's a mailman, male woman. If someone lifts weight, that's a weightlifter. If someone does evil, they're an evil doer. Are they an evil person? Like I can get with evil doer. All right, so maybe an evil person is someone who does really bad things to someone else and just doesn't care. That's evil. I mean, I, that makes sense to me too. I can get with that. But how did they become that way? Is where I always go. 
I mean, did Jeffrey Dahmer, someone who we'd be like, that is just pure evil. Did he not have like a sadistic mental illness? Like was OJ just a normal dude that became evil one day and took out his wife and old Ronnie, rest in peace to both of them. What did it take for him to get there? It's not normal behavior. So I can't help but to camp out with this simple idea that we're all evil and we're all good and we all have the capacity to do great good and atrocious evil. But man, the Ephesians passage hits a home run, at least in my opinion. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not against flesh and blood. It's not against people. It's against spiritual forces of evil. It's against evil. Evil is what we hate. We're never asked to hate evildoers. I'm getting ahead of myself. We talk about this. I put I put Robbie and Prop on the spot asking them, hey, what's, what's an evil person? But anyway, let me go ahead and give some shout outs. I want to give some shout outs to some Venmo chumps is what I'll call them. Last couple episodes ago. I said, this podcast ain't free anymore. You got to pay $2 to listen to this episode. And Adam Erickson and Dave Parker, both listeners, were like, oh, shoot. Man, we want to listen to this episode, but we can't steal it. We can't be podcast lifters. So we better go on Joey's Venmo and give him $2. And they both gave me $2. That was funny. I appreciate it also. Matt Oxley. My friend Ox just became a patron, and that's cool, man. He's already shaking things up in our community. If you become a patron, you get access to some cool stuff and some more cool stuff coming soon, but you also help a good cause. I guess what you can say, like, I tithe the patron money, but it ain't 10%. It's more like 45, 45%, something like that. So here's the deal. I just pressed a button a few minutes ago and we met the need there was $80 left and I hit the button and a four-year-old was brought to an emergency ward in very critical condition oh my gosh he has a bad like severe anemia and malaria and the cost oh was about $320 to take care of all of this kid's needs a lupa Alupo, I think is his name. And they had about 240 collected. We threw down the $80 and now they have what they need. So thank you patrons for doing that. You also get conversations with other patrons. Access to PWNA Raptured. It's a separate podcast feed. When I record a conversation, you get it right away. You patrons have already heard this conversation with Propaganda and Robbie, but you heard the unedited version, the conversation before and after. So join us as a patron. We'd love to have you. If not, that's all right. Love you anyway. Love you all, listeners. Thanks for listening. And now it's prop time, baby. All right, folks, my favorite kind of shows because it's just it's just friends and it's friends who haven't met each other. Both of these guys have been on this podcast, but I got to dive right into making fun of one of y'all. So 
propaganda, <laughs> Jason. This guy down here works for the Houston Texans. All right. Now, but watch this. Watch this. Robbie, what do you think was the best handoff, Montana to Young or Favre to Rodgers? Go. Um, I'd probably have to go with Favre <laughs> to Rodgers for sure. Why is that? Why is that? Um, because Rodgers is. <laughs> <laughs> has a great record, so I, I just assume. Oh, he has a great probably, record. Yeah. He's got a good record. Yeah, he had a better record than Favre. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's lost. I just make fun of him because he works for an NFL team and he knows nothing about sports. I love it because I was like, and he has I to like, wing it. No, this isn't a question. It's right, right, right. Young. No, I okay, was like, tell me. <laughs> Aren't they? Didn't they play at different times or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my really gosh! All know. right, so good for I you. Get into Wait, you know form. what? I'd rather like let me give you props. I think that's amazing. You work in a field you don't know nothing about. I think that's a flex, personally. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, well, in Robbie's defense, he's he's worship leading and doing some ministry stuff, so that is his field. Oh. But hey. Uh, Jason, I literally I sat Robbie down before he left, and I I showed him how the teams were situated: yes. AFC, NFC. Yes, I showed him who the Texans' division was in. I mean, right. I was like saying, "So these teams will never play each other in the Super Bowl." <laughs> this, yeah. I mean, I had to teach no him. Idea. Poor boy, I'm trying nervous. to relate it. He trying to relate. Right. So just right. think about when you know you make a when you make a basket. That um, <laughs> it's kind of like how God is, right, right. And they're been, like, "What?" I've been doing like sports <laughs> ministry for like for so long now, like eighteen years. And I used That's to dark. try to make connections now you're like, um, during worship, and you know, I just gave up a long time ago. I just yeah, they never land. It really. work. No, it doesn't, yeah, they don't no. land. Yeah, I it's remember not uh, my world. <laughs> I'm in, I'm from the arts world. I'm like, there you go, <laughs> yo. I got I got a story that I probably shouldn't tell, uh, but I'm gonna tell it anyway because it was so long. That was ago. the best kind. It was so long ago. It was so. Cray Cray was doing a um, a uh, you know guest speaking like chaplain thing for a particular NFL team, and when I tell you the 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 part the joke the the punchline, you'll know exactly what team it was but he's trying to do this example and then he goes let me get a volunteer and then young guy volunteers he's like what's your name bro and the guy goes eli (laughs) (laughs) and Cray was like oh my god he's like you 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 always wear a helmet there's no i was like bro that was eli manning i was like right yeah that i literally have done that yeah eli and the whole team kind of giggles like he doesn't know. It is like, right. yeah. He was like, oh my hey, god, it was Eli Manning. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, listen, listen. How like I'm a little broken hearted because I'm happy for Robbie being in Houston, but I gotta admit I was also happy because he was gonna be rubbing shoulders with Deshaun Watson, okay. who I'm a Clemson Fair. fan, so he walks on water, and then he's gotta get in trouble. Yeah. And he's got to get in trouble, yeah. and now I may not meet Deshaun Watson. I was, yeah, this is the like, only oh, reason you like this job. Deshaun right, right. <laughs> what can this get us? <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I want to get into Terraform. Okay. And first of all, anytime that I have uh, something to share that fits the narrative of pastor with no answers, I have to share it. Listen how dumb I am. I literally, when I heard about Jason's book, I literally was like, man. 
he even makes up really cool words. Yes. Like I can't wait yes. to to hear what that word yeah. is. And so I, I, you know, I was Google. I was like, oh, that's that's like a real word. word. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> a real yeah. word. <laughs> All right, but bef- but before we do that, um, I got to have some fun. Okay, and I got to have some music fun because both of y'all are musicians. Yes. And Robbie, I am gonna have to throw some hip hop in there because I don't have anybody to talk to about hip hop usually, so I have to take advantage of this For moment. Sure, yeah. But every other question, you'll be able to to provide some input input too. So, and my challenge is, you guys can't think a whole lot about it. But the first question: Who's the most important, Beatles or Michael Jackson? Oh God, most important, most important. That's that's such a relative question. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. But I I, go ahead. I don't know the way you're coming at it. Maybe the Beatles. I don't know. I'm trying to read your mind. I I don't know. I think Michael. All right, moving on. (laughs) Jason, most overlooked and important rapper. Most overlooked and important. Like someone who you would say, hey, he one of the most important rappers out there, but. Nobody else would really say that. Black Thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Songwriters, Michael Gunger or Chad Gardner from Kings? Wow. Mm. Michael. Jason has to go first this Michael. time. Michael. Michael. Uh, probably Michael. But I, okay. man, I love both of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're both amazing. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a hard yeah. one. I'm trying, yeah. I mean, I believe me, I tried to make these things yeah. hard. All right, so what rapper has spoke to your heart the most, Jason? Of all time? Yeah, yeah. Or top three, just name one of them. Kendrick for sure. Um, uh, spoke to my heart for sure. Man. Um, dog. Uh, Probably LPG. Wow. Know. Wow. Uh, yeah. So, Tonal Rats. Are y'all still friends? Is he alive? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. we're all still friends. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. Cool. And so, let me see. LPG, Tonal Rats. And then probably, man. Um, wow. Spoke to my heart. So, Kendrick, LPG. Uh Probably you see how serious we take hip hop. Yeah, man, this ain't no joke. Yeah, yeah. this ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it was more, dang. It's like an era, like a time, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, late '90s. Like I just have to say, all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. All right, uh, Aretha or Beyonce, just in general. Well, I would pr- I would personally say Beyonce, but I respect Aretha for what she's contributed so yeah yeah it's kind of like watching like uh elgin baylor highlights to where you're like i oscar robinson you're just like i know this is amazing right, <laughs> right. like i know right. i get it's it true. yeah it's true. not my right. era you know right. Right. right right all right all right last one last one most important album illmatic or blueprint important um influential let's change it to influential most in, the most influential damn because you have to argue that illmatic influenced blueprint but then oh but that's but true. then blueprint changed the world you know so yeah. you're like the, yeah. the the album that changed the album that changed the world you know what i'm saying is like right 
Dang, kind of what that's happened. Cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'll accept okay. that. I'll accept that. All right. Cool. So what I want to do as we get into Terraform is is this this episode is going to be released like right before the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And I just I want to kind of get a personal feel for what that day was like for you guys. But uh, Robbie, what how old were you? And like, yeah, man, I think I was like, how that day play out. I think I was in like ninth or 10th grade in high school. Um, and I was in my English class. Um, and I guess all the I mean, now looking back, I guess all the teachers were just trying to make make sure that we weren't panicking, you know, so like, yeah. so everybody was just trying to make the day seem as normal as possible. But then eventually they had to turn on the TVs, you know, in the rooms. So yeah. obviously, there's like, so much shock and um, just like not really been able to process like what just happened really like our country's under attack and and so many lives lost and just literally watching these buildings collapse like um yeah i think just like in my teenage mind trying to process all of that was just yeah that's 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 interesting i didn't even think about that do you think that 9-11 is as impactful to you than it is for me and jason or less given that we were adults working in the real world and you're in school um i think like as I processed, I think in the moment it would probably would have been way more impactful for y'all. Um, yeah. But as I processed it, getting older, you know, it hit me probably deeper. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Did you, did you wake up to the news? I did my yeah. I was yeah. I was I was in college, and you know, I, I actually worked at a middle school. So uh, yeah, my pops woke me up and was like, eyes huge. Like, have you seen the TV yet? And I was like, what? You know, yeah. I'm getting ready for work. And he puts it on. And right when he turned it on was when the second plane flew in. Not appear that there's any kind of a, an effort up there yet. Now, remember, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That looks like a second plane. Has just I did not see a plane go in. That, that just exploded. We I, just saw another plane coming saw, in from the side. You did. I did that was out of Yes, and that's view. the second explosion. You could see the plane come in just from the right-hand side of the screen. So this looks like it is some sort of a concerted. And I had the same thing everybody else had where I was like, wait, is this a movie? This isn't real. This isn't real. Wait, this is real? So just that like fight with myself of like, wait, this is real. I'm watching the news. This ain't a trailer. Right. This. So I think it was more like, oh my God, that was real. Like it was real. That was real. That really happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think kind of moving through the day, how just everyone had this just like OMFG face. Like everyone just was like, oh "Oh my, staring, you know? And then, yeah. And then trying to communicate that to the students who were kind of like, I mean, like I said, they were middle schoolers. So they were like, dang, that's crazy. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, it didn't yeah. really didn't register. And then the teachers in yeah. the office, I remember I walked into the office. Cause again, like I, I was in college. I was maybe, let me see, I was 20. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, the other adults are freaking out more than me. I'm just more like, Oh, my what? Like that, you know what I mean? And they yeah. were more like weeping and you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of yeah. like, 
Yeah, it's funny. I was a middle school teacher too, and I, I, it was after first period, and the principal came, you know, door to door. Yeah. And it's it's interesting. It's like when she tells me, I'm kind of like, what? So what? One one or two people died. Right. Like I'm thinking like a little Cessna or something. I'm no concept of what's even He's going like, on. No, that I mean, was no concept. Seven forty. Yeah, like just. Gosh, yeah, watching the other one go in, I was like, I remember going. Right. It looks like that's going to hit hit the building. That may that may be, yeah. I think, the biggest thing that's ever happened on live TV. I, I may be overlooking something, yeah. but live TV when the second plane yeah. flew in, it was just crazy. It's so when I was reading Terraform, I, I felt, oh wow maybe the Holy Spirit's up to something because a word that you started using right from the beginning and a word that I have just been obsessed with is earthling. Mm-hmm. And I had an experience at, so it's the school, Robbie, that you grew up in. And it's, you know, we're in a very conservative culture in the South. And yet this school is pretty progressive. In fact, so it's SOA, School of the Arts, mm-hmm. and some people nickname it SO Gay. Did you know that, Robbie? SO Gay? Uh, yeah. Did you hear that nickname yeah. before? Okay. Yeah, whatever. So, right. yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so, sure, well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we so had creative. this huge concert. Um, Rosa was taking part in, and like everyone's singing, it's, it's beautiful. It's outside because it's COVID. And right on the other side of the fence, some knucklehead decides it's time to chain, use a chainsaw to cut some trees down. <laughs> and it was just, it was crazy. It was, but what I saw, it, I don't know if God just used this moment, but it was like, I could, you could tell the, everybody was in different places. You had people that believed in masks, yeah. people that were just like, mask, no yeah. way, it's bad. And, and conservatives, Republicans, Democrats, everybody turned their one focus to, my kids are up there singing yeah. and I got this asshole yeah. trying to cut down trees. Immediately. It was like everyone became one. Yes. It was just, and I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, and, and just, just the feeling of sharing art with all these people that I know are so different. Yeah. It just, Oh, it sunk into my mm. heart. And so when I was thinking about this conversation, so I actually researched one of them and one of the guys that flew a plane into one of the uh, World Trade Centers, it's Hamza Al-Gamdi. So I'm thinking about Hamza and I'm going to throw in my buddy, John Mark McMillan. And I'm going to think about both of them as babies. Okay. John Mark McMillan as a baby, Hamza as a baby. What's the difference? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, nothing. They are babies. They're both taking the world in yeah. just the same. They're, they're, I mean, they, they have the same sort of limitations. And so then I think, okay, let's fast forward seven or eight years. And I'm, I'm not super educated on how things work for Taliban and all that. But at some point, they start getting taught stuff. Mm-hmm. They're brought up in a culture. And they're innocently being brought up in a culture. Yeah. Like they are just taking in what people are giving to them. And so I was thinking, I was like, at what point, at what point do I get angry at Hamza? Yeah. And obviously, I am pissed off that they, you know, flew airplanes into. I do love my country, so I, I, I don't like that they did that. But I remember the first time that it occurred to me, and it almost like I, I almost wanted to push it away that 
those they did a bad thing, and I'm not even saying that we shouldn't have gotten to the. By the way, the last hood politics on on the that was flawless, man. What I really love too is just how you are able, as always, to value both perspectives. Yeah. But it's also hilarious. But just thinking about how those they did a very evil thing. They're not the bad guys. Yeah. Like who who were the bad guys? Yeah, and that thought is like plaguing me because here's the question that it takes me to. And I'm curious about what, what both of y'all think in the context of what I said, and maybe you disagree with how I said that what's evil. Like, how do we identify evil? Like we look at Jeffrey Dahmer, we know there was mental health issues. We know, um, you know, certain people are brought up a certain way. How do we point to, or, or, or let me put it this way. Is there such thing as an evil person? Dr. Prop, you want to go first? <laughs> wow. Okay. I get the biggest esoteric question humans have been trying to answer. Since All right. Hey, you know, you knew what you're getting into. You've been on here before. Yeah. Uh, man, I think. Like, do you ever process a situation you think that's an evil person? Because I have lately not been able to do that just because of the therapy that I've received over yeah. the years and just understanding mental health and brain and stuff. It's hard for me to put someone in the evil category. I have no problem with saying that action was evil. Yeah. Right? yeah. But an evil person, I don't know what that is. Yeah, man. It's hard. It's hard when you, yeah, like I've been using things like, yeah, their brain got cooked. You know, like, yeah. you know, this, this, this thing is cooked their brain, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like, you know, I, there's part of me that wants to be able to be like, you know, this person has let themselves succumb to their most base urges. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And yeah act upon them you know what i'm saying and um yeah it's it's hard to answer of course there is such thing as evil you know yeah. in the sense of you know ah, man causing harm of another person for whatever yeah. reason you know yeah it's kind of you know what i'm saying um yeah but yeah no, no i have a hard time you, same thing like now yeah. You know, saying like I, I my um my thoughts always now go back to like evil ideas, you know, and uh and then the 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 harm in institutions that are formed by evil ideas that yeah. that you know attach themselves to the lowest parts of us and um and that part of you that like that two parts of you that's like you're the driver and the passenger in your in your psyche in the sense that like it's still you you still succumb to you know whatever those things you didn't fight out of that fight yourself out of that darkness you didn't do what you have to do you know what i'm saying in the sense that like well we all yeah those base those base desires are in all of us and we all don't fall for it you know what i'm saying uh but at the same time it's like well why not well because I have this support system. There are these things that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? There's these other factors as to why maybe I didn't. And then areas where I did. Yeah. It's man, it's a hard question, man. So I think that yeah. like, you know, like you said, like you said in hood politics, it's like, what I try to do is like, just get our heads around the experiences of everyone 
at the you know ground level and yeah. um and again put my ire towards ideas and institutions yeah you know yeah yeah, no, it's yeah my yeah my my therapist she is funny she has the similar fundamentalist evangelical background as myself and so she's been able to help me a lot with that and she's she's actually a buddhist and she said that one job that she would never ever ever have is a judge yeah because her whole paradigm is you don't need to put labels on it like find the root yeah. like why does someone do something yeah. and and for someone to have to say that's bad that's she's like that i, I would never that do that job, job. Yeah. Right. yeah robbie do you do you have a problem with saying yeah that person's just straight up evil because i i also i mean i relate to that i understand that i mean someone right. So I mean, even I, like I, I want to try to understand the 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 the, the sexual predator, for instance, mm-hmm. and I know that there's something going on in their head that's not going on in my head. But then I'm like, yeah, but you know what it would have done to that child? Yeah. Like you you knew the impact it would have, and you still did that. So like that's a category of people that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a tough one yeah. for me. Yeah. yeah, I think it's I think it is really hard. But you know, both of you guys have like backgrounds in education, and so. And, you know, I do too. And so I figured, like, I've just been thinking a lot about my kids, you know, my son Bear, he's a, he's a year and a half. And if you tell him not to do something, he's going to do it. Like just period. He's just going to, he does the exact opposite of what you ask him to do almost all of the time. (laughs) And so like, you know, um, some of the things that, um, that he does is like, like if he's about to drop his bottle off the table, if you tell him, Hey, don't do that. And you put it down. He takes the bottle and he slams it. (laughs) It's just like, it's just as, as kids, it's just so interesting because I mean, reading Terraform talking about creating culture and, and creating moments. And I'm, I'm learning so much um, with a three-year-old and a one and a half year old, you know, that are just learning, trying to figure out how to process life and process all of the emotions that we are gifted with every day and and how to target that how to manage that how to how to funnel that and focus that and my wife is brilliant with it way more brilliant than i am um because you know lena you know my daughter lena she'll feel something and she'll get overwhelmed and a lot of times it might come out with like outlashing or or whatever and Elizabeth will walk her through and say, like, what is it that you're feeling and trying to get her to really diagnose and put a name like what describe to me what's going on instead of just allowing your body and your mind to just react to whatever it's feeling in the moment, actually processing those things and starting that habit, even as a two or three year old. Um, but I think that that has come with so many advances in science, technology, therapy, um, human growth and development, all of that stuff. And and I think that a lot of things in our culture, I mean, they all develop from such a young age, num- number one. But then the other thing I think is we, I don't know if this is a human thing, if this is a God thing or what, but we all kind of share this value, at least the three of us, it seems, to protect humanity and to protect each other. Because yeah, if yeah. we didn't if we didn't have that value, then none of these things would feel like an issue um, really. So like, um, so I almost wonder sometimes there might be some different interpretations in culture. Maybe somebody grew up and didn't feel protected 
maybe somebody, yep. you know, maybe it's not as of a big of a deal to them to yeah, harm yeah. someone because they didn't feel like they were protected when they were being harmed. And they feel like maybe yeah. life is just that way, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't even know what it feels like to be wrongfully harmed as a child. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah that's and then having that's to huge. confront that person later, whether, or the reality of like, well, they were harmed. That yeah. person who harmed you was right. You know, abused, you know what I'm saying? And, and the, the continual pattern of it. And then, yeah, that like you going back to the, the term, like earthling, it's like, there it is. That's it right there. You know, mm -hmm. this person yeah. that has caused me some of the hardest harm, deepest harm I've ever had, had the same thing happen to them, you know, and right. and it cooked their brain. That's why I keep using that phrase. Right. It cooked like their that. brain. Yeah. And it's like mm -hmm. and how to, and, you know, and having to hold both having to hold both of those things in the same sort of brain and psyche to say that, like, no, yeah. what you did to me was deeply, deeply wrong. You know, and I yep. have done the years of therapy and the work to not repeat that practice. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And yeah. and and it's like and what's crazy is like and that might be because of my socioeconomic status. I had more opportunities. I had the margins. Right. To do that. Right. I, you know what I'm saying? It. So it's just like mm -hmm. all of those things to it. say, like, you know, it use it's the same scenario with like, you know, like hood living in the sense that like, yeah, I'm like, man, I came from the same neighborhood you did. I ain't gangbang. I ain't go to jail. I ain't do all that, man. I don't want to hear nothing from it. Well, it's like, well, you know what? You also had both your parents until you were in high school. You know, mm -hmm. your father was Black Panther, so he was very well educated. You had, you know what I'm saying? So you right. had, there was other things. You had, you moved to, a, I moved to a Latino neighborhood. So it was mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, that's. Well, part of why you ain't banged the set because you wasn't here. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like <laughs> right. you, had, you got to see other stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, I can't, there was, there was, there's reasons why, you know, there are influences. Yeah. I'm a product of, I tell this all the time, like I'm a product of gang intervention, you know, right. especially when people talk about like, well, what's going on in Chicago? You guys don't even care. It's like, well, no, I'm a product of inner city people caring, you know, of, of cons, ex-cons coming to their neighborhoods and saying, don't make the choices I made. I'm a product of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah. so to me, yeah, like you said, and, and then it's funny you brought up like your children, like, and I'm going, especially with my daughter, when I'm like, all right, Hey, sit this down. Don't look at it until you're done. Don't touch it until you're done. And just everything in her goes. <laughs> and it's like, and it's just, I know it's not malicious. It's just, right. It's curiosity. It's like you said not to. Yeah. I wonder what happens if I do. I wasn't right. even thinking about it until you said don't do it. Right. I'm not doing this to spite you. I'm just. It's a reflex. I'm like, that's oh, curious. You know, like don't knock that down, son. Like, oh. <laughs> that's what happens when you knock oh. it down like it's just like you're, you know what i'm saying right, right. so it's and i have to like be careful to not put you know like any parent to not you know place you know my my emotions on somebody that doesn't have the capacity for the mm -hmm. same thing you know what i'm saying yes it's a difficult how, thing. how how hilarious with what you guys just depicted Genesis one. Right. I mean, whether you believe they're real people or not, I mean, it's the same thing. Hey, don't yeah. do that. That's what I'm gonna You're do. Like, don't eat that tree. <laughs> don't eat that. What's wrong with that tree? <laughs> right. <laughs> what does it taste? 
And why is it even here then? Like, why would you do Robbie? That don't make no sense. Why would you do you know say yeah? Exactly. You know the uh and, and Robbie, you know more about the situation with me and, and the guys in Bad Christian, but that's been a huge part of the healing process uh, that I've experienced in the last few months is getting over a lot of the emotions and then being able to immediately be like why am I the way that I am? Yeah. Like, why, why am I, wh- where did my flaws come mm-hmm. from? And same with them. Yeah. Like what, why did, you know, and, and just like, and, and once again, kind of removing the good and bad categories, yeah. like we're all just, uh, yeah. But all right. So Jason, you talked about sharing the ground borders are made up, no lines in space. Yeah. You can't see them from space. I'm going to read this. It says we are who, we are looking for, we are who we needed. If you have a desire to see the treatment of others improve, learn this. You are the other, and the other is also you. The culture is us. We made it up. So if you get to make it up, let's make it amazing. Mm. So <laughs> I feel like Will Smith on Independence Day when Jeff Goldblum says, hey, um, you, you really think you can fly this thing? He's like, you really believe all that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Jason, you sound like such an optimist. Like, and I, I like yearn for that. Mm-hmm. I, I think along the lines seriously of this world sucks. It's always going to suck. I'm going to just try to love people. Yeah. You're writing a book on how you want the world to change. And I, it's like my mind doesn't even go there because I'm like, ain't no way. Yeah. I mean, especially looking at our culture now. Yeah. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Like, are you just like, are you, are, to me, I can only explain it one other way. Either you are not seeing things accurately, or you are just saying, I can only take responsibility for my world. But do yeah. you really think that I think there's can- a third option? Yeah, because let's hear it. you have to step back and say, Well, how did we get to this place? Us. We did it. So I'm saying, since understanding how culture is made, means that, well, we made it like this Mm -hmm. by our choices. So I'm like, well, we chose this. And when you step back and say, oh, man, you know, the world's world's up. You're good. And I'm like, well, who is the world? With us. Like, we are it. Right. We it up. So I'm like, like anything else. So to me, it's more the like, it's not so much rose colored as it is let me state the obvious like Mm -hmm. and the obvious is these things didn't occur in nature they were given to us by somebody that made them up Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so i'm just saying hey i don't hey wake up you don't have to accept it they did it they just passed it down to us right so i'm like okay well let's pass down something else because we know it sucks so I'm like, yeah. so to me, it's more like, you know, and you're looking around. It's like you said, like you look, it's like you said at that, uh, you know, at the children's recital, like we're like, hey, bro, you don't have to chop your trees right now. Right. Like there's no law. There's no rule of gravity that says this has to happen right <laughs> now. You could right. wait. And we're all looking at each other going, it sucks, right? This sucks. Do we sit here and get mad? Oh, I guess there's nothing we could do. No, you you understand that we could go, hey, homie, hey, bro, hey, can you wait a second? Our children are are singing right now. You don't, 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you yeah. could get up and yeah. do that rather than just sit there and be mad. So I think it's not so much, it's mm-hmm. not so much that I'm saying, you know, golly gee willikers, do you believe all that shit they just said? No, nah, it's more just saying, hey, dude, here's the obvious. Like in the same way that, like, like I guess using the Will Smith thing, you well, can you fly that plane? He's like, Well, nigga, I ain't got an option. Mm-hmm. Somebody got to, yeah. so I'ma fly the plane. It's a plane. It can be flown. You understand what I'm saying? So I think it, that is a UFO, by the way. It was, it was from outer that's space. A plane. Just FYI. It's just a plane. It's a plane from another place. That's, what I'm, that's, that's my point. He's just like, it's a, it uses gravity. It's a plane. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he's like, yeah. I don't know how to now, but it's flyable. So that's yeah. what I'm trying to say is like, I don't know the answer, how we should structure government. I don't know. I just know the structures we have were imagined by someone mm-hmm. you know yeah. is the point i'm trying to make yeah i i think my problem is and and i know you guys encounter this too i know i know too many conservatives who i don't know any conservatives won't even listen yes <laughs> maybe you don't know <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. but won't listen at all to a liberal point of view and the same way it's vice versa. I mean, and it seems to be the norm. And sometimes I think to myself, maybe it's not. Like maybe a lot of the vocal people have big followings because they are so outspoken in like a radical direction. But there's there's very few voices, in my opinion, like yours, Jason, that uh, it's it's not pointing the finger. I mean, there's so many people that that you and I both respect deeply. Yeah. That I would be like, how, yeah. how, can, how can they, how can they say, hey, if you don't speak out against such and such, you're a part of the problem. Like, you don't know my life, you don't yeah. know the 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 world that I live in, you don't know whether that's a good idea or a bad idea, and it's just that that seems to be growing and growing and growing. I I, I but I mean, reading reading Terraform, I'm just like, man, yeah, maybe we can do this. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I, I actually agree. That um, the, just reading. So I did. I did the audiobook. Um, right. You know, and I actually I've been getting into audiobooks, but like with someone like you, like your gifts are in words, but also it's in your voice too. You know, in your presentation too. And so, um, so yeah, I I think that it is really easy to kind of bounce on. You know, whether it's a pessimistic view or optimistic view, whatever, like you can, I think we bounce back and forth on those all the time. We teeter totter, you know, and I felt like reading the book or listening to the book kind of gave some fresh wind, you know, like some fresh reminders. And I think that was probably some of your objective behind the book, you know, as you talk about like helping to dream again and to realize that things are possible because it is a tendency, I think, of our human mind to just either to just like deal with it, you know, and yeah. deal with what life is giving and what life, you know, especially in the the world that we live in with media and the way that media is spun and, you know, it's just spun to give you negative press, not something yeah. positive that's happening or change that's happening uh, in the world. But as you were talking, like just even with like the kids singing, you brought up a point about um, basically redeeming the sacredness of the moments of life, um, yeah. just making things sacred again. And I was thinking about that as y'all were talking about like the 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 choir singing and the chainsaw happening. It's like 
that moment was something that was sacred. That moment is something yeah. that those kids are going to remember forever. That's going to impress, you know, it's causing an impression on their lives. And then also the parents and everyone around it, you know, and in that moment, we could think of it as not a sacred moment as just like a checkbox or something yeah. to, to check off. And then that, in that point, the, the chainsaw is not a big deal if it's just a checkbox, you know, yeah. but uh, but if you redeem those moments and really think that life has has more meaning, then it really does change the way that we approach it and, and yeah. change it. Because um, my life is a result of someone before me either making it worse or better. And I think that a lot of times um, in a lot of ways, I'm appreciating how my, my family made it better for me yeah. um, and then trying to improve upon that as well. So yeah. Yeah. that's good, man. Yeah. I think I think, yeah, to like both of y'all's points there is a reality of like where we just live in a society where everyone has a microphone you know and um you know we kind of just have to take the the good and the bad for that you know what i'm saying like lose the loss of gatekeepers in some ways has been great you know what i mean but in other ways you know has gets us to the situation now where anybody that's just got the strong enough uh following right. can be touted as an expert when it's like, yeah, you I don't think you know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do think there's a, a a piece of this that's like, yeah, they're just loud, you know? And yeah. um, I, I think judge, I think based on, I think in some ways the election of, of Biden kind of shows that like, most of America are centrist, you know, most people are like, they just, most people just want to go to brunch, you know, it's like, I don't want to, <laughs> it's like, dude, okay, I'm like, I, uh, the, the brother, uh, Ibram that wrote how to be anti-racist, he, he uses a, um, a motif of like, if you think of racism like cancer, well, cancer has stages. You know, you have stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. Stage four is like, oh, this is it, man. Caught, caught a family. You know what I'm saying? Stage one is like, unless we do, we need to do something, you know what I'm saying, so that it doesn't get worse. But it's still still cancer. You know what I mean? So I think that like uh, a, a good amount, a large enough chunk of America is at like stage one or two, you know, um, where it's still a problem. But it's not, you know, we're not at the we're not at the far ends of these guys that have you right, know, these right. huge followings. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think what I tried to do is what you were saying is like step back and see the sacredness of a moment to where I am saying, well, let me get out of the weeds here and come up a notch and just go, hey, is this thing that we're in now? I don't know where you land in your policies, but is it working for you? Mm-hmm. And you're like nah and i'm like yeah i know it's not working for me either you know and then i'm like we'll we'll get to what to do later you know but let's remember that it's only one planet you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. everybody who disagree with you ain't gonna disappear we ain't gonna all die despite what QAnon told you you know what i'm saying like nobody gonna round up every live what's not happening Y'all know it's not real, y'all. It's not, it's not true. Uh, you know, but I could see why it would be a fever dream for you. You know what I'm saying? That you ain't got to deal with nobody you disagree with, of course. Like who would, you know, be great. It's right. not true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. 
what I tried to do with the book was like step forward and say that step up a little higher and say, hey, here's where here's where we all are. We're all not happy with the culture we have, you know, so let's make a new one. I don't know what that answer is. I just know your solutions. If you if you stay in a silo. Is only going to create the problem you're in now. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's still going to be yeah. a whole other part of this planet that's going to be pushing against every idea you got. And that sucks, doesn't it? So I'm like, yeah. we got to think of another way, you know? Yeah. And the, I will say this. I was going to say, and the way isn't necessarily centrist because centrist is right. a position. It's not neutral, it's a position. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and to me, it's like that. Oh, you just took the win out oh, of I'm sense, sorry. Man. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, centrist ain't, and in my mind, I'm like, you. You got you flanked on both sides. Like nobody <laughs> like you. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I don't know if that's like the way to go either, you know? <laughs> yeah, I I say one thing that is really encouraging for me and, and and profoundly is my children, and I'm you know, Robbie yours are are super young right now, but like they have zero tolerance for body shaming zero for seeing gay people as less than um seeing men as better than women i mean and it's so crazy because i'm in the south so a lot of people they think oh my gosh this world's going to hell we're starting to accept gay people for crying out loud i'm like first of all jesus said the most important thing is to love can you not see that we are raising a generation of people that honor the person yeah. that will not stand for division. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that, but will not stand for belittling. Yeah. I mean, my sons, they they showed me this YouTube video. Apparently this guy's huge and he makes tons of these videos. And it's literally a video about this uh this old guy in a wheelchair and then you got these uh two coworkers and one of them's about to get this big promotion. The guy with the big promotion belittles the guy in the wheelchair won't help them, won't give up the handicap um, parking space and all that stuff. Well, then they get into their meeting, and when they find out about the promotion, uh, the guy gives the guy basically says that guy in the wheelchair is my father. Come on in, Dad. And so the guy that was belittling him doesn't get the job. Yeah. The other guy gets the job. I'm like, y'all are watching this for entertainment. Yeah. I mean, I was watching Tom and Jerry blow each other right, up. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and you guys are watching like valuable stuff. And yeah. so that does that. That is encouraging. That's yeah, that's funny because we were talking in the group text with the homies. It's like, yeah, there's no such thing as like nerd. There's no such (laughs) thing. Like, I'm like, one, again, going back to like the loss of gatekeepers, like since the Internet's Mm -hmm. opened up to everybody, these kids are like, there's a niche. There's a crowd for whatever I'm into. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you're not you're not allowed to be. That's just not your look. You're not allowed to be intolerant about that because there's nobody. There's no hierarchy in charge mm-hmm. at the school it's like don't nobody care like you got your cool kids but like y'all only cool to each other we're not even right. into that right. like we're yeah, into right. this you don't even whatever you don't even right you can't even tell me who's in my yeah. ear academia you know what i'm saying they're just like that's so they're true like, I, I we're not even into that yeah i didn't even think about yeah that. So yeah like, when my when when my kids talk about the cool kids, it's not in this revering. Yeah, they're they're really cool. It's like yeah, they're just the cool kids. Almost in a whatever. That's their thing. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. When I was in high school, it was like no, they're they kind of walk on water. They're kind of in a different. Wow. You know, I didn't want to be like no. that, but I was just like yeah, they are. They're 
better, I guess. I mean, I, I guess really, everybody calls him popular. a fool, but then, yeah. And <laughs> right? it's like, and I know for me, it was because since I like, I went to this school, like that was kind of out of district where I, it was just the suburban school where I was like, I see that y'all are the cool kids, but y'all not cool to me. You know what right. I mean? I'm not from here. I don't think you're, y'all sound silly. Y'all can't dance. I don't like none of this music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so to me, I was like, I mean, I'm calling them cool kids because that's what y'all calling them. You know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I don't don't want to go. Don't invite me. I don't want to go to nothing y'all do. It don't seem fun. You know what I'm saying? And it's just cool. But I did it as like, because I was an outsider. I had my circle. But but inside of my circle, I had people I hoped thought I was cool. You know what I'm saying? But but it's just crazy to see. Yeah, like you said, with with this younger gen, they like, look, we into what we into. Yeah, that's so true. I, I love that. Uh, actually, that school um, that your kids go to. Obviously, I went there too, and um, it create. It's interesting that um, the dynamic that it creates is not about like who's greater than or less than. There, everyone is just. It's a per. Everyone's a person, but they also have a talent or a gifting, and it's so yeah. celebrated there. And I think that that was really a cool environment to grow up in for seven yeah. years. Then going off to college. Um, I felt like, you know, like there was all these constructs, primarily the dichotomy between like artists and athletes. Like that was like a a big one that was a big shock for me. Um, But that's also probably why um, the disposition I have now with the athletes, um, you know, I do feel a little bit like an outsider sometimes. But but at the same time, like when you talk about like no nerds or any lines like that, like I was sitting down with one of the players that's doing really well. and um as i as i gotta know as, I gotta, as he was as he was talking to me he just started you know i found out like um he was a he's a jazz vocalist you know he was like an all-state vocalist for like two years he plays guitar he plays you know all these things he's a he's a cinematographer and then another uh athlete came and sat down he was like hey i heard that you were a young inventor like you know and, <laughs> and he's like i'm Wait, actually into, like perfecting my game of chess and i'm like what is happening around me <laughs> yeah right now? you know like uh, and then another another football player yesterday was like you know saw me walking with a guitar and he was like yeah i actually play the violin i've played for for years and i'm like what in the world yeah. is going on? And to me, like, that's the coolest thing in the world. Like the, the people who, I mean, the people who I was honored to be able to play with, nobody knows who they are. Like, you know, like people yeah. in my circles, they know who they are, I guess. But like, but you know, like you said, it's yep. a lot of that stuff is just yeah. so made up. And so, yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. My, my favorite uh, quote, and I'm I'm wrapping this. So Robbie, fit in whatever you want. If if there's anything else you want to interject, but my favorite quote by a mile is it was it was and Robbie, I bet you you enjoyed all the poetry stuff the most, right? Am I um, right? I mean, of course. I mean, it was like way up at the top of yeah. my list, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, for, see, for me, I love the poetry, but I like I like to hear what Jason was Stories, explaining yeah. and stuff. That's yeah. like I was I was enjoying it, but anyway. <laughs> This is part of a poem. Help me to know too much to be okay and not enough to be at peace. Yeah. That almost brings me mm-hmm. tears. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I don't even think it's, I, I think everybody gets that, but man, just, just super profound, super Thanks, profound. Man. Um, Robbie, you look like you're about to say something. Yeah, man. I, I was just going to say just a couple things. Um, I think one of the quotes that you said is reality is more wild and whimsical than we give it credit for. 
and um, just reminding people how to dream. And I think that that um, you talked a lot about how artists perceive life versus um, people who may not have tapped into their artistic side Uh and being able to see in like abstract um, things and like see deeper, they see the, the, they see quote unquote reality. And then they see past reality um, in, in different ways. And I think that that, is something that's so beautiful and um, and necessary. You know, I think that sometimes like the weight of life can just beat us down so much that we don't even allow ourselves to see past yeah. what we're feeling in the yeah. moment. You know, um, and and you talking about like um, just our perception and philosophy changing, like how powerful that is. You know, I don't want to get so into it because you know there's just so much good. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be reading it again because there's just so so many emotions and thoughts that you you brought up thanks man congrats on an awesome release yeah. man. thank you brother thank you man yeah yeah i'm gonna uh i'm gonna i'm gonna close with this unless you want, want to say something jason oh, but yeah you got something to no, say you nailed it that that's a dope pull quote you you because it's one of the, it's something that like a lot of people don't go to that one but that one yeah. was like it was pulled from a pretty uh pretty pretty deep place you know for myself yeah you know i mean yeah yeah so telling better origin stories the banjo is from west africa mm-hmm. appalachia used to be filled with runaway slaves that's why folk music has banjos yep we made that music too <laughs> <at> the end <laughs> welcome